Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David Medeiros, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. And we want to start off the podcast today with uh, orders from on high that we keep talking about our workshop that's coming up in February February 20th. 20th. Yes, in Seymour, Missouri. So you'll get to enjoy all the warm coziness of our our showroom when it's not warm and cozy outside. That's right. So if you haven't already looked at it, check us out. There's several places on social media or Facebook, that sort of place where you can register right now. I think right now. I'm not sure when their podcast is going to come out, but if it's not $2.99 at the time, then you screwed up and missed the early bird. It is now $3.99, and you should have signed up earlier. But if you catch the early bird special, it's $2.99. Cool thing there is you get $250 worth of store credit the day of the workshop. And what's also cool about it is all the great things that you're going to learn while David and his salespeople walk you through many hands-on examples of the different pieces of equipment that, uh, so, so if you don't have a system yet, you can actually look at this equipment and see how it all comes together. And speaking of equipment, we're going to move into our topic for today. We're going to drill into one of those really granular type of conversations and we're going to talk about meters and that's m-e-t-e-r-s not yeah. e-a yeah. yeah but i'm bumped mm-hmm. <laughs> meteors <laughs> or meteors meteors we want to talk about how many different ones we've got here all the things they do it's amazing you know i do the old man sitting on the porch yelling at the kids to get off my grass i mean you know going back meters when I was a kid was a needle with a series of numbers across it. And we've kind of shot right past that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. And we still have, we still have those. And, and uh, I think a lot of people still favor an analog one just because it's, we we have a lot of people that favor analog meters or are really like an analog meter. Analog meters are typically, you don't worry about those being accurate. They are going to be accurate to the fault. I mean, they are going to be, it's mechanical. It's going to, right like a hammer right you don't have to reboot a hammer you don't have to reboot the <laughs> hammer that's right and then the next part the next one is going to be the the digital and that's the nail gun of the you know works great if it's working but you just don't know that you i mean you crawl up on the roof and you pull the trigger and it doesn't work and is it the compressor or is it the <laughs> or do i get an opportunity to buy a new digital that's right I, I just don't know what's not working now is that all i know is i don't have any numbers so is it the turbine <laughs> is it the solar is it the whatever is it the battery bank what's causing the failure you know so well so analog is a short conversation. Yeah, tried and true. It's just like you see, they're exactly like you just explained them in the front. They're just a set of numbers across them. They're going to range voltmeters. We have a 30 amp, a 50 amp, 100 amp voltmeter. And then the amp meters, we're going to have a 15, a 50, and a 100 amp. You know, and so that's just going to be how many little spaces they, you know, the 15 amp is going to be the same size as the 100 amp. 
So if you're actually trying to get more precise, you know, and you know that you're not going to go over 15 amps, then that would be the, the one to have because you can get more precise and see exactly the amount of amperage being produced. Now, as we move away from the analog, so our first step away from analog this digital meter, which, what would be our first step? Just... First step would just be, it's going to be either a volt or an amp. It's going to be one or the other. Now, gonna... But what, what of our products that would, what, what would we? Oh, we're going to have, right now we carry the Coleman volt and amp meters. We carry both. And then we have one that's a dual that tells you both voltage and amperage in the same meter. As far as the box goes, it's going to have the display for the amperage and the display for the voltage. Now, is our only step in that first one is that it's just doing the exact same thing that the analog does, and the big thing being there's nothing time-wise associated. It's what that's producing right then. Right now. Right now. It's a right-now deal. And so like on our voltmeters, for instance, the voltmeter, especially the ones that are sold by Coleman and that we sell, the voltmeter is going to be reading battery voltage. That's all it's going to be reading. And a lot of people get that confused with they think that it's reading the voltage that a turbine's producing or the solar panel's producing. And that's not what it was designed to do. It's to read battery voltage. So if your battery voltage is increasing because there's more solar energy going in, then you're still only reading the battery voltage. You're not reading the actual production. So even if you put that between... You're still reading the battery voltage. So, okay. So that's the one thing. Now the amp meter, you're going to be reading the true amps that are being produced, and what you'll and the and how they work. Of course, a lot of these people, a lot of people know, but if you don't know, you have to have a shunt that's going to be put in the line between the production and or consumption side of the battery bank. So if you're in the production side, right? So you're coming down from the solar panels to the battery bank or charge controller doesn't matter anywhere in that line typically it's going to be before the charge controller you're going to have a break in the line and typically in the positive line and it you're going to run a shunt which is just a a shunt is just a device that allows electricity to flow across it and it feeds out little millivolts and it most of our stuff uses 500 millivolt range and that shunt puts off 500 millivolts that that will operate that actual meter i mean it will actually tell that okay. meter and it's siphoning off a little right, bit right it itself. siphons off a little bit of it you know and says okay well all right this little bit of energy is going to tell you exactly how much is coming down that now you, you said the amps are going to read would the amps not read whatever had the higher amperage no because a battery remember even though they've got amps in them they're not expelling them out only way they would do that there again i guess is like I was saying, if you put that on the consumption side, right? So let's just say I have some kind of 12-volt freezer over here on the left side pulling off the battery bank. Well, when that compressor kicked on, if I was running through the positive line, yes, then it would tell me how many amps that actual unit was drawing. The batteries are just, they're storing the amps. They're not going to put them out, and they're not going to bring them in. Something's going to push them in, and something's got to take them out. Okay. Uh, they're just sitting there like, I'm good with just keeping them all the time. You don't have to take them in or put them out, you know, whereas your solar or wind or renewable energy source or whatever your charging source is, is putting something into them, right? And then you have whatever, maybe it's an inverter, maybe it's a 12-volt appliance, whatever the case may be, is taking out of them, you know. So, you know, so we all have people that put an amp meter on both sides. 
you know, they may put an amp meter on the, on the production side and say, okay, well, it's, it's producing 10 amps and it's taking out five amps. Well, then that would typically mean that you have netting uh, a little bit. You're netting a little bit. Your, your battery. So five bat- amps at whatever right, voltage. Right. And so that's kind of what you're going to be seeing there. Voltmeters there again, they're no matter what side they're going to be on, they're just reading the battery voltage. That's all they're doing. They're just saying, okay, well, the battery's got this many volts in it right now. So, and like I said, you know, there is one box that actually contains both the voltmeter and the amp meter. Okay. So we've gone from strictly analog to our first stage of digital, which all it is is digital yeah. analog. Just digital <laughs> I mean, analog, it's the same right? Thing. It's just telling you, yeah, it's what's just our, giving it in digital numbers. What's our next step up in metering? Next step up is going to be a, a meter that we had designed for us that we actually uh, sell here. And it's going to be more the Cadillac of the meters. I mean, it's going to actually tell you the wattage, the amperage that it's producing, the voltage that the actual unit is producing, uh, not just what the battery bank has in it. It's going to do, and it's going to do all this math for you at the real and time. It does it over time, right? Doesn't it keep track of? Yeah, you can go back for a certain amount of time on it and look to see how much it's produced. You know, so you get home of a day, like how much did my solar panels produce today? So, you know, can I go home and run the drills tonight <laughs> or do I need to just, you know, just keep everything we, on an even keel? Having I mean, candlelight yeah, spaghetti we're just gonna, or are we going to We're just going to keep it easy tonight, popcorn. you know, and wait till tomorrow night, you know. So, but yeah, that's what it's going to do. It's a really great meter. And the nice thing about this meter is we actually make this meter in a box, in a dual box, that it's got two of these in there. So one can be used on your solar system, one can be used on your wind system. If you do have that dual hybrid system, you can use it on both. And there's actually, we've got a YouTube video yeah, hooking yeah. that one up, and I believe. The, and it is it, it is a great, great addition to anybody. I mean, I don't care if you bought your solar system from us or from whoever, Joe Blow sold it to you. It doesn't matter. It's a great addition to you because it just gives you so much information that so many people want to know all the time anyway. They're like... You know, I just want to know what it's producing. I want to feel what it, I mean, and the same people with wind turbines, they just want to know what is it producing. I want to know what it's doing because we're all that way. We want to, you know. Well, it's this first step and also making sure that right. you're covered. If I came in and said it was a day like today and my wind didn't produce or my solar didn't produce anything. Yeah, then you know that something's <laughs> extremely bad Oopsie wrong. Daisy, we yeah, gotta something, run this. Something's been flipped off, you know, something, you know, there's a breaker or there's a fuse blown or something that's that's gone wrong. So that's another great way of using the meters is to see. And that's a great, so, so let me just stop right there because that is a very interesting point, even though I just kind of teed it up. If you think about that, that's one of the key things in being able to assess are all your panels good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't have a meter in there taking the measurements, then the only way you're going to know is my batteries are not producing or, or or whatever we're not producing, but my batteries aren't getting proper charge put back to them. Well, now you're kind of troubleshooting when your ox is in the ditch rather than making sure the right. ox doesn't get near the ditch to begin with. Right. So, Yeah, meters can save you from so much headache, you know, because like you said, the problem is the ox is in the ditch. All the batteries fell off the cart and yeah. they're destroyed, you know. I mean, there's just so little time most of the time to correct the wrong especially when you're dealing with battery banks you know it's because if you're if you're using that battery bank for somewhat 
in a purpose in a way it wasn't purposed for you're doing damage to them. There's a lot of times this you cannot fix. I mean, it just, you know, especially if it happens to be in a, an AGM or a lithium type situation, you just can't fix it. So. All right. So is that the end of our meters or does our metering go into some of the, like the midnights that we. Oh yeah. Yeah. That? So, so midnight, midnight's going to have a meter. They've got a meter inside them that, and, and so will the outback. Not all your MPPT controllers are going to have them, but, those are the two top of the line and they're going to have a meter and it's going to tell you the incoming voltage from solar panels. It's going to tell you the output voltage going to the battery bank. So which are going to be different by the way. I mean, cause you, your incoming voltage may be, you know, 130 volts incoming and your battery bank voltage may be, you know, 24, 20 to 28 volts. I mean, so it's going to tell you what it's been output and it's also going to tell you the incoming amps. So at 130 volts, if it was, say it was 2.2 amps, which is going to be around 2,800 watts. And then all of a sudden it went down to 28 volts on the bottom side. Well, then it's going to be showing that the input into the batteries is 10 amps because it's going to do that conversion. That's what that MPPT is doing. So you can kind of see not only what your solar panels are bringing in voltage and amperage wise, you can see what the controller is expelling to the actual battery bank and what your battery bank is actually taking in at any given time. And then it'll also tell you that the true wattage it does. You don't have to sit down and do math at that point. You can just look at the deal and it says, you know, X amount of watts is being put into the, to the battery bank. That's super handy. If you're in an off grid situation, you do need a, you do need some type of meter like that. I mean, you need something that's telling you there again, because of, if you're putting in your net impact, yeah. If you're putting in five gallons at a time, but you're taking out five point five gallons at a time, you're going to start working on a negative pretty quick, you know. And that at that point, you know, you you got to figure out what what's got to change. Do I need to do I need to turn off some of the load? Do I need to increase? You know, do I need to go buy more solar? Do I need more wind power? Do I need, what do I need to do to to get this where you always want to be overproducing a little bit? more than you're taking out. I mean, because that's what the controller is there for. It's there to shut it down so it doesn't damage it on the overproduced side. It can't do anything for the underproduced side. If you're underproducing, there's there's no step up. There's no there's nothing to help you out on that side of the, of the coin. So you just really always need to make sure that you're producing a little bit more than you're using on a daily basis. So, Well, so that's, and that's both Midnight and Outback. Yeah, both Midnight and Outback both have those kind of, kind of meters. Look very, very similar. What about on just our standard, our charge controllers that we've got? Yeah, our standard controller, like we call it our 440 series. Our 440 series is going to have a little meter right on the front of it, and it's going to tell you the battery voltage, and that's all it's going to tell you. It's also the charge controller, and it's it's the meter as well, all all in one, and the little black controller. Now you get into our Sky 440, we use there again, we're using the dual meter that tells you the production. It'll tell you the production, the amperage, the voltage, It'll tell you everything, and, it, and there again, we're using a dual. We're using two of those because that Sky 440 that we produce is made for a wind and solar hybrid system. It can run wind and so, and hybrid and solar at the same time. So that's how that's why it's being used in that capacity. Okay. What other meters have got any any miscellaneous little meters? We have one little miscellaneous meter. It's called a 200 watt meter. It's, it's something that we buy. It does a good job. The thing with it is, you need to put a resettable breaker in the line of it because once power goes out to it you'll need to trip it off and then turn it back on 
fuses, that's a little hard to do. You got to unbolt it <laughs> back in. That's going to cause a spark every time. Whereas a, it was a resettable breaker, you can just push the button, reset it, and then it's back up and active again. Okay. All right. What else do we need to? The only thing to say about meters is if you do not have them installed in your system, it, it, it's highly recommended. It can help out when you call our, our facility or whoever you got the material from. It can really help them out. You know, we may say, you know, you have any meters in? What are they saying right now? No, yeah, I've got a meter and it's saying it's, it's giving me 20 watts. And, and we know we've sold you a, a 2,000 watt system. You know, well, then something is extremely yeah, wrong. It's time you know? to start troubleshooting. So, you know, we, you know, so we start running back through. And we know at that point we're not to look because it's before that meter. You know, we know it's before there. So we know it's a production issue more likely. Okay. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Well, David will be waiting to meet you at the workshop in February. So make sure you check that out. And uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.